0: i Jeff, that is Tom, and there is Director Matthew. On Twitter, it's at Show, and uh, we'll go through another position group. To- I'm, I, I'm eager to go through another position group today, Tom. I'm going to need your help today. A little under the weather. I uh, debated coming in. I don't know. Stay at a distance.
1: Is that right? I,
0: I mean, I know that never happens, and uh, in fact, it. It happens so infrequently that when I was driving here, I was telling myself, "Well, you're you're fine. You're not. You're not under the weather. You're you're doing just fine." <laughs> but I have I have begun to lose uh, energy. I feel a little sapped today. So that is the only problem. Feel a little sapped. May not be uh, as boisterous. Some would say that's good. Good. Slow your roll there, Cameron. Stop talking so damn
1: loud. So forgive me, I was just uh, rewiring the sound to make sure it was all set. What specific is the symptom? Just, I'm drained. I have no energy. I feel I feel uh, downtrodden. I feel sapped. Yeah. Uh, Could it have been the heater from last night coming on? I didn't turn the heat on. You didn't? Not oh in the Cameron right. household, all buddy. Right. We buck up. Poor Maggie. We, we, uh, we
0: have blankets. <laughs> Life spectator buck-up soldier. Yeah, no, no. I, I I'll be here. I'll be here for the full two hours, everybody. Unless I'm not. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I'll make it. I'll be fine. Uh, it always cracks me up that right when we start the show, Troy, thank you so much. You make me smile every day when you say good morning, uh, as it is morning where he is. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's in the high country.
1: Hope you're feeling well in the high country, Troy.
0: Yeah, hope you are as well. Uh, so, hey, listen, I don't know. You know, I think I figured it out. I lost money on betting against the Knowles last night. So maybe that's what I got to do. Just okay. lose my money there for the rest go. of the year, everybody. I took the points uh, earlier in the day and, uh, and thought for sure. I mean, I gave the points earlier in the day. I, was, I took Purdue. And um, when, I, when I did it, I was like, okay, well, this will uh, this, be easy money. I hate doing it, but if the Noles are going to lose all year, I might as well make some money off of it. And the basketball gods told me to go right to hell.
1: Basketball. That's right. Gods.
0: And the, uh, and the Knowles told me to go to hell, which I, you know, listen, no moral victories here. We lost convincingly. Um, and we're surely going to have a losing season. And that will be our first losing season since 0405. You remember 0405, Tommy? Uh, I was not yet a student. Von Wafer was here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember that. We went 12 and 19. We went 4 and 12 in the ACC at that time. Those are tough times.
1: That was my senior year of high school, 0405.
0: Every now and then, I say it all the time, every now and then, there is a stark reminder of mm-hmm. our vast age difference.
1: That's uh, that, that, the that's, day of that's my what, graduation <laughs> in 2005. There was a Mets-Yankees game at Shea Stadium, and a pitcher by the name of Dae Sung Koo stole that's home right. yeah. on Randy Johnson.
0: That's right. I remember yeah. that. That's funny. He was wearing a jacket. Yeah. 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 yeah it was goofy. It, it almost, was always very good. It was really good. It
1: might have even been like, you know, a bounced pitch and then he decided just to take ah! off. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, 79 69, even with the reduced number that I had, because I jumped on it at 13, moved all the way up to 15 and a half. I still didn't cover last night with Purdue, so they can go to hell. I mean, you're
1: going to be out here beating Duke and everybody else under the sun, Gonzaga, by 30, but you can't beat Florida State by there 10. There you know, All 15. right. So we had 19-point lead on the Gators, kept it closer with the number 5 team in the country. All right. All right. Give me Bob <laughs> and Miller back, and they might be able to score one of those games a year. One of those games we go, well, look at that. Oh, yeah. Down go the yeah. heels. Yeah, your best
0: player would help. Yeah. <laughs> it would help. Congratulations to Patrick Payton. Uh, is the uh, ACC defensive rookie. We didn't talk about this yesterday at all, but uh, ACC defensive rookie of the year. Uh, and, and I think he's going to be a good one. You know, yesterday when we were talking, we got a lot of feedback yesterday when we were going through. I was talking about this defense, and, and some people pushed back. Like, oh, no, 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 we've got some. Those people are wrong. We don't have that many good players on defense. Those people are wrong.
1: But, but congratulations but, to Patrick Payton.
0: He's one of the good ones. He's one of the ones I'm excited about. Uh, very excited. And I, there are a few others that I think will make real progress, going to play good
1: football for us. I want I want to win championships. Well, why do I feel like you devised a play that would bump and set so you could spike on the people for being wrong? And the bump was Patrick Payton. The set was, you know, we had some comments yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And here comes the spike. They're wrong. Uh,
0: but, hey, you know what? It, it, it's not. That's not what I was intending to do. Surely it, feel, it was. It feels that way. I could have just said they were all wrong before I even mentioned Patrick Payton. But I wanted to exclude Patrick because I'm really excited about where he's headed. The career path for him is a good one.
1: John Papuchis, among like nine others, were available to the media today. And, uh, <laughs> useless, good-for-nothing practice. Well, oh, I was going to say, Papuchis is not useless. Oh, no, no, no. He's, yeah.
0: Even if I thought he was, I wouldn't have gone gone about it that way.
1: But I mean, he's had a hell of a run if you think about it. And he was talking about how it's so much easier to recruit to high school and the portal and say, you don't have to say what could be. You could say what is. Because what what is now at at Florida State is you got Jermaine Johnson, rich. You got Keir Thomas, who's made some money and had a really good year moving from one program to the other. You had Jared Verse, about to be rich. And then a freshman in Patrick Payton, who is the ACC rookie of the year. So, what a nice time to be the defensive ends coach at Florida State. Yeah, and
0: it's uh, every defensive end coach, I think, would tell you that um, no matter their prowess at uh, coaching the position, you got to have some dudes, got to have some guys that can really bend that ankle flexion, all of that. You got to have speed, strength. Good combination in terms of body size and all that good stuff. Yeah, helps when you bring in a Jared Verse, right? He's different,
1: but they gotta like you in order to come here in the first place, and that's important.
0: Relationships matter. I we talked
1: a lot yesterday. It's
0: interesting, Tom. I, I thought about this last night. So we were talking about the the NIL and we were talking about transfer portal era, and you saw all the names flooded the market. You know, you just uh, still it, happening. Yeah, every five minutes, somebody else is entering the portal and I began to think a little bit about what's incumbent on a coach on a coach like what does he have to do to avoid situations where your names the guys that you care about on your roster uh, are staying out of the portal how do you best avoid that scenario because some of it's unavoidable some of it is a kid's away from home for the first time, and he doesn't adjust well, and he's homesick, and he decides he wants to go to a school closer to his home. There's nothing really you can do about that. That's That happens. But I always think back to conversations of, and, and how disappointment occurs, and that's when expectations aren't met. And that's where you start. You start with what are the expectations. And I really believe you have to sit down and say, To a kid, especially like a five-star kid who's maybe not playing right away, you've got to tell him why he's not playing and what your plan is for him. And I was thinking that we've got a coach who I'm guessing does that. I mean, I think that given his approach to portal guys and the way that he's brutally honest with them, it's hard for me to believe that, let's use Sam McCall, for example, okay? Now... I'm not in there. I don't know what kind of conversations they had and didn't have. I know that obviously he expressed uh frustration, Sam McCall did, and disappointment. So obviously something didn't go the way he thought it should. And that's fine. It could be totally his fault. Could I don't I don't really care. That's but for the purposes of this, if you're an elite player, if you're a all-world player, four or five star kid, you were likely your high school's best player. And you could get away with a lot of things. Meaning you could be Uh, undisciplined in terms of technique because you were the best athlete on the field.
1: Late to practice.
0: Oh, well, yeah. And And that didn't happen here. I'm just saying that
1: if you're his high school coach, you're going to make some allowances. Correct. All of them.
0: If you're an elite player of that caliber and you're being recruited by Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Florida State, all these schools, okay, you are likely not only your team's best player, but you're one of the best players in the city. You're You're an elite player. And you're likely a kid that's bigger, stronger, faster, typically, or at the very least faster than everybody else you're facing. So what happens for some of these kids, and it happens in all sports, it happens in individual sports too. If you're the best at something or pretty close to it, you're one of the three or four best at something in your county or in your city, you know, you're not used to anybody taking advantage of your, let's say, lack of technique, lack of discipline, whatever it might be, because you've just gotten away with it athletically your whole life. But then you get here, and that guy across from you was that too. That guy who you now have to compete against on a daily basis might be a junior here. And not only was he his team's best athlete, but he's now been here for two and three years, and he's been in the weight program, and he knows how practice goes, and they've... Certainly sharpened his techniques and his efforts to get better along the way. And so now you've got an equal athlete across from you that's gonna take advantage of every one of your mistakes as you have to learn the position. And most guys really struggle to deal with that. Their egos are shattered when they're now being they've never been told no, they've never been beaten consistently, they've never had to be take a second, you know, a back seat to anybody in the rotation. Now you're not the second, you're not the third, you're not the, You're not even the fifth. You can't even get on the field. You're getting beat every day in practice. That crushes some kids, right? To they, they have to compete again for the first time in years, really compete just to see maybe a glimpse of the field on game day a couple of times in a season, your first year, you gotta do all of that. And that's where when, when you're a coach now in this era, when you encounter that, when you encounter a player who doesn't know how to handle not being the best, doesn't know how to handle being told that his technique stinks, doesn't know how to handle having six people in front of him on the depth chart, you got to sit that guy down and tell him what is your plan. Meaning, you as a coach, and then he as a player. You have, you know his expectation is that he's going to start at some point, right? He didn't come here to sit, so he's going to say, "Oh, I want to start. I you know I want to play." Everybody wants to play. Playing is important. How do we get you on the field? I want you to play. I didn't recruit you to sit over here and suck. This isn't good for me either. Sam, how do we get you on the field? Here's the plan. You know, right now you're behind so-and-so, 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 and so-and-so. By season's end, let's see if we can't have you cracking that starting lineup some. You know, getting in there a little bit. By year two, I expect you to be here. By year three... That's going to be your showcase year, where you got a chance to take it to the league. But here's how we're going to get there, and you got to do that with every player. And as you bring in these elite recruits, and now they've got an opportunity to really bring some in, you got to sit them down and say, "Here's my plan for you. This is what I see for you." And and with the kids that come in initially, that you recruit that are five star kids, or, or you know, let's say Hakeem Williams gets here and he's not dominating,
1: wouldn't be stunning.
0: Well, he's a freshman, right? So let's say he gets here and he's not dominating, and he's me- he's you know he's meeting practice with frustration. You know it's 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 affecting his attitude and his day to day operation. You got to sit him down. You got to see that early, and say, all right, this isn't going the way that he thought it would, and maybe not even the way I thought it would. Let's see. What what do we have to do? Is it footwork? Is it is it is it the playbook? Is is it is it his hands? Is it the competition is you not know,
1: strong enough you got to figure it out and lay it out there but this is where sam has even less of an excuse of because course. when you have a culture that's together mm-hmm. then you have this great buffer between the coach and the and the prospect right. which is a segment group that understands how it's done Correct. I and mean, I'm not even talking about the position coach or the coordinator. I'm talking about the other, the teammates who can say, look, man, I've been here before. Yeah, I
0: know what it is. I know
1: what it is to get sure. out of this. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. So I envision, for example, in the receiver room next year, when you've got Johnny Wilson, Micah Pittman, Winston Wright, who spoke to the media today, right. and others in front of a high team, they could say, hey, man, it's all right. We're pretty good, too, and we're all in our 20s. You're going to be something. Right. So here's how we can get you from A to B, and uh, you've seen that this year in practice with Fabian Lovett talking to the young defensive lineman, with Dylan Gibbons talking to the younger offensive lineman. Right. Hell, you've seen it with Jared Verse talking to Armella across the line of scrimmage from one another, and they're all kind of in this together. That's the great buffer that can help, help you avoid some of these issues where a guy acts out out of nowhere. Without question. And that's where Sam McCall sticks out like a sore thumb because you do have that health in the locker room. You say, man... You're going to step outside that? Well, let me, let me make this
0: clear. I only use that as an example. I don't know what happened with Sam McCall. I'm not saying Mike didn't do that at all. I'm not placing – I just want people to know. I'm not placing any blame on Mike here. All of the evidence suggests this is a Sam problem, obviously. Uh, yeah, I know you're not doing yeah, that. I, just, I just... want people to understand that – but that, that coaches now in this era more than any other because guys can just ride. They Simply can. born out of frustration. They can just ride.
1: But it materially can help if you've got a healthy culture of players. Without question. You know, that can help you, Without you can question. nip this in the bud that if a team leader, a segment leader comes over to you and says, sit tight. It's gonna pay off. Coaches will do that too. They'll go to that segment leader. They'll go to that player, that senior, that junior, and say, Hey,
0: look, I can tell so and so is getting really frustrated. They're disappointed. I have a roadmap for him. We have a plan. You need to get this across to him. I don't, you know, I can't talk to every Tom, Dick, and Harry every day who's frustrated at practice. I've got, I've got the big picture I got to worry about here, and we're doing install and all this other stuff for the guys that are going to be playing on Saturday. I, you know, but I do need you guys to to help him understand. There's a path, man. We've got a roadmap for you, and it differs. I mean, for obviously, for some people, it's just about. You need to learn the other aspects of your position. Your talent alone is no longer going to get you by. It did in high school. It always has in all likelihood. If you're that good that you're being recruited here, it's likely that your talent alone has always gotten you through, gotten you by. Not only gotten you through and gotten you by, but you've excelled. You've dominated
1: yeah, you're right, and that's, that's the new problem that's coming for this program, and it's a good one because if you think about how, really how we got here, a lot of these dudes are transfer portal kids. And what, by definition, does a transfer portal kid have when they arrive on their second campus? Chip on their shoulder. they got something to prove. Yeah. That's the reason they're here is because they have something to prove. So you don't have to push that button. They know that they weren't good enough or the situation that they came from was not ideal. So they're going to have the new lease on life that you don't have to worry about. They've had the disappointment. They've already been served humble pie. But when you get an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old that is a five-star and they arrive on campus, they haven't been served that yet. And so it's going to happen here. Yeah. And how do you retain them? It's a a new problem for a lot of the kids that are going to be coming in because, again, the kind of kids that we were recruiting before this year or 2024 class – they already probably had something to prove themselves too. Not not the transfer kids, but the high school kids. Yeah. Now you're going to get the ones. You're going to have a guy that wears I am him as a t-shirt when he's on campus. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so when I am him shows gets up, gets I am locked down. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably going to have to have an extra conversation that you're not used to having. It's just a it's a fascinating,
0: I mean to me it's it's a difficult question for coaches to answer or to to go about tackling Because I think that, Tom, part of this, like, if we think about this, you know, I'm old. When I grew up, social media didn't exist. The internet didn't exist, for Christ's sake. Okay? It didn't exist. So instant anything wasn't a thing save for fast food. That's it.
1: And that was brand new. (laughs) So
0: So cars were just being built. What is
1: this TV dinner?
0: What are we doing here? It is a different – every generation has something else to deal with, right? And so the coaches of today have to deal with the instant world, right? That instant gratification. I deal with this with my kids all the time. They want something, they want it now. It's because everything is a button away. You just – oh, you don't know something? Click. There you go. Now you do. I mean, it's amazing, right? So when it's not happening, you have to sit guys down and say, this is my plan for you and this is why you're not starting, like here, you, you don't understand. I do. This is why you're not starting.
1: That's also where the consistency of the message is critical, and we believe that this head coach specializes oh, in the important. consistency of the message from the first time he sees them in a junior day setting, yeah. or or whatever, to the time where they sign. Mm-hmm. He's not telling them something new to push them over the top. A lot of coaches do. We're lucky in that regard. Well, it's the quickest way
0: to to lose all trust uh, is to give different messages each week, each month, each year. I mean, it's the quickest way to lose people. Um, and I think, you know, when a kid can see through a guy pretty quickly early in their career, you've you got a problem on your hands. So it is a very good thing that we don't have that problem here. And you're right, because we've seen it. The last two head coaches prior to Mike had a pro- had a credibility problem. Just
1: a little bit. They had a credibility issue. DeAndre Francois has got to get grow up. Terrible, terrible young man. DeAndre's going to be our starter. <laughs> that was great. There were a lot of those moments. It's Jeff Cambridge on
0: 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chat TV. Good to hear that again. Welcome back, Billy Squire. Um, it is that time of year, and that also signifies uh, it's time for us to make a bit of an announcement, which is uh, once again we will be teaming up with our friends at the Guardian Ad Litem with an opportunity to bowl for charity, help kids. Get Christmas gifts that otherwise wouldn't. And that is a glorious thing indeed. We will be bowling on December the 13th at 7 p.m., District 850. Same as last year's location, we uh, appreciate their support, and we appreciate all of your support. Tomorrow, we will tell you how to get registered, sign up, get your team on board, and let's go bowling December the 13th, 7 p.m., basically 7 till close, uh, or as long as you want to stay there. And uh, we'll have a good time. And more importantly, we will have an opportunity to gather gifts for the kids that need it most. And that is an awesome thing. It gets better and better every year. And you guys have been awesome. I don't know how long we've done this now. A very long time. And it's always uh, the highlight of the season for me. So... Um, looking forward to giving you the details tomorrow in terms of how you get signed up. Whenever registration, when that window opens, uh, you're gonna. If if you guys are interested, we give you a day buffer here. Okay, if you're interested, if you think you got a team, it's four people per team, so it's you and three others. If you want a bowl and you've missed out, tomorrow when we say that. Open the gates. It's happened. You're going to have to you're going to have to sign up quick cuz it fills very quickly. And um you know there're only so many lanes over there so we you know it, it
1: fills up very very quick. It was a good atmosphere last year Enjoy District 850. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a touch of class to it.
0: It it adds a little so, yeah, we spruced up the joint a
1: little you're bit. You're right. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so the
1: bar's set up the midway some bar. some of the bowlers snuck away and went and played some games. It's a
0: good bar. There are a lot of video games to play. A lot we'll of pop things. A shot. You can do lots of things. And you can bowl and give gifts to the kids and we'll celebrate. But tomorrow on the show, we'll tell you how to get registered. You'll want to do it over the weekend. You want to do it that day if you can. Otherwise you're gonna miss out again. And we don't want that. We don't want to do that. I
1: think did we fail last year, you and I, to meet our stated goal? Uh, f- in terms of the scores. I forget, but I think I might have hit it in the last game. I went I went low though. Yeah, you didn't have high expectations. No, it was for like yourself. a buck forty or buck forty and change. I think I got there.
0: Well, we're gonna raise the bar, buddy. Let's okay. get you up to one
1: sixty. Ooh, all right. Let's 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 get a, something cue, to shoot for. Cue the Rocky montage. I better get to work. Yeah,
0: get to work. Get to practicing. Uh, you and I'll go over. I'll meet you over there. Okay. Let's just go bowling. That's not the same as hey, you want to go swimming? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, not at all. That's actually a good phone call.
0: Yeah, let's go bowling. Have some drinks and do some bowling. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm in for that. Yeah, we'll do that.
1: Is that Jeff and Tom? It's Tuesday at 11 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) They took the day. Yeah, they're bowling all day. Best Uh, of 11. Come on, best of 11.
0: I wonder, you know, yesterday, a bunch of things happened after the show concluded. uh, And I, I thought to myself, man, this could have happened while we were on the air. You know, here I was telling everybody at Florida that that kid and kid's going to be good.
1: <laughs> Were you really? Whoops!
0: <laughs> I thought I, I thought they might be set a quarterback. Oopsie! <laughs> no, we got a problem on our hands.
1: Uh, he needs to be put away.
0: Oh, uh, pronto! It would if if he's guilty. In fact, uh, yes, yes, he does. That's um, wow. That'll floor you. A couple. Of, I mean, I was stunned by two news items yesterday. That one. For those that don't know, child porn. Pet her ass. Uh, and then the other...
1: Good luck in Chino.
0: <laughs> With a record. Uh, so, in addition to that one that blew me away, and it's disgusting, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, it's self-evident what we, what we see there. That's me and not, Jared from Subway can yeah, share a that's, cell. That's a toughie. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, but then... The other thing was Mickey Joseph, who had been the interim head coach at Nebraska, I guess took not getting the job very, very much to heart. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you know that I uh, – that joke does not imply that I'm glossing over domestic abuse. It's not implied in that.
1: I'm just doing my Philip Seymour Hoffman here. Tara Reed's on the set. Uh,
0: all right. Okay. <laughs> That was tough, man. I read that. I was like, well, that's the end of a career. You're done. That's it. And obviously, I hope the, the, the woman's okay, but I mean.
1: Yeah. It escalated quickly from Mickey. Oh
0: my God, Mickey, uh, we're going to go a different direction. We're going to hire Matt Rule. Don't take it so hard, Mick. Terrible, terrible news there. So I hate to see, I mean, you know, that that's a guy that was apparently beloved there. Well.
1: No longer. No,
0: that's the end of that. <laughs> You're gone. That is the end of that. So two shocking developments yesterday. Here's the third that's not shocking. Here's a little good news. Why don't we sprinkle this out there, okay? Take a right turn.
1: Go ahead. I was going to say, I saw a quote very quickly in the uh, in the Herald, I think it was, regarding the exit interviews and the season wrap-up for Miami because they're not going to a bowl. Of no, course, they're so not. They're, you gotta they're, have, they didn't qualify. Radakovich was talking about how they're all united behind Mario Cristobal. Sure. I'd forgotten the detail that he was given a 10-year deal, a 10-year deal at $80 million, mm. And there was an unnamed source, I believe this is Barry Jackson's piece, but an unnamed source who said something to the effect of, the buyout is enormous, <laughs> but nobody's talking about the buyout right now. Everybody's Whoa, behind wow. Mario.
0: wow. How great is that? What a
1: great quote. What an amazing quote. The buyout is enormous. Nobody's talking about the buyout right now, though, because we're all we're all in lockstep yeah. behind Christopher. I don't know how the buyout even got brought up. This is crazy. And there was a question about, I don't know if this is on the record or off the record, about the 10-year deal. And the person, you know, as opposed to signing him to maybe a six-year deal, and the person said, uh, I-, I don't know that he would have left for anything less than 10 years. Oh, oh really? Really? Except you were bidding against yourselves. You were
0: bidding against yourself is right. <laughs> Nobody else wanted Mario Cristobal. He wasn't going to come Nobody. here
1: to his beloved alma mater for yeah. anything less than 10 years? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. a really healthy situation down there. I'll, well, we're. this is the
0: speculative season. This is fun. Uh, I'll throw one out there. It, it does seem like within the industry uh, of the people that I talk to that uh, Deion Sanders will be the next head coach at USF and over Colorado yeah well if I'm him I take the USF it's a better job than the Colorado job Uh, it's a better job because they're going to invest they care they understand the importance of football and what it does for your overall uh, standing
1: is Willie going to be his OC I have no idea oh come on now he worshiped at the altar of Willie Taggart when Willie was hired here. he
0: did but if you're USF Florida State I'm back well, unquote. listen, if you're USF, it's a really good hire. Dion will be able to recruit there.
1: Correct. If, yes, if you're trying to make a splash. Yeah, it's a good hire. Yeah, this is how you swing for the fences. This is without... what
0: you do. Well, he already got the pool upgraded in terms of money. You know, that job was a $2 million a year job. And and Dion basically got it moved up to four. And so now the head coach is, Here, here's why I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to throw this out there to you because I've been thinking about this. So if that's four million dollars, you know, you'd start wondering. Okay, so if that's the head job at USF, who are they going to go after? Because we now know it's it's known that that's the that's what they're willing to pay. So even if Dion didn't take it, you now have to pay four million dollars because you just told everybody that you're willing to come up to four. It, the, that's the only thing I worried about as it pertains to Alex Atkins. I worried that they would come after him. So when I heard that Dion was their candidate, I thought, oh, good, good. Let him go there. He won't be able to consistently out-recruit Florida State, Florida, and Miami at USF, yeah. but he'll do a good enough job to win games. And they want to facilitate getting their own stadium. They want are, to do a lot of things.
1: Are we sure about that? Because if it, if it goes the other way, it's going to go in, in a blaze of glory. Well, you know, I will tell you— It's a critical first couple of years for Dion. Wherever he goes. Because if it turns bad, he's not going to stay there and hang around. Of course he won't. He'll blame the administration. He'll blame everybody else. That's why it'd be kind of cool if he's a bull, because he's kind of full of bull. He is, but
0: I, I think it's what they need. I mean, they need they need a splash.
1: Both things can be true. Right. If you're USF, oh, yeah. you, you're trying to make a name for yourself. This could, if it worked, if it worked. It's not a, a, a Rafael Palmeiro home run. This is an Aaron Judge 550-foot <laughs> home run, if it works.
0: Well, they'll get their stadium and they'll be able to do all the stuff that they want to do. They'll elevate their status and all that. Um, yeah, I, I think it would make sense, by the way, for him to go there. You don't want to go out to Colorado. You can't get kids to go there. It's an, it's a hard school to get into. It's an elite academic institution. And they don't support football the way you need to in a, in a Power Five conference. And, you know... Getting kids to come to Colorado. Now, I love that campus. It's beautiful. I've been there. It's an awesome place. It's a great school. Like if you went there and graduated, it's a good degree. It's a good school. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about trying to play football and win games. And I, you just have a hard time recruiting there. There's overwhelming evidence of it. They haven't mattered in forever. It is kind of a shame that they haven't mattered in forever. They 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 once split a national championship, even though that was dubious. Uh, they they did matter at one time, and they haven't. It was on the Doobie. It was in Colorado. <laughs> I mean they, had some, they there was the time there, Rashawn Salam and the like were good players. They, they were good players. By the way, he committed suicide. Did you know that? That wasn't that long
1: ago. I feel like we covered that, yeah, that day, but I had forgotten. It bothered me. That's one of the first names I remember as a young kid. He was a good watching player watching the NFL.
0: Yeah, he was he was a good player. Anyhow, so I don't think Dion's going there. Um I'm sure Colorado loved that he outed them. <laughs> I mean, that's just like right off the bat like, of oh, my of course, Dion. That's what you do. But anyhow, that's what he does.
1: I actually laughed at that one. There are things he does where I go, oh my God. But when Whoa. he's that, that report is true, they have reached out like,
0: you know what? Yeah. That's yeah, kind I, of refreshing. I'm sure they're... instead
1: of the oh, I I'm, I'm I'm here. This is the only place I well, want to. Well, don't do that.
0: You don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Um anyhow, I, I think he's gonna take the USF job. That's I'm speculating here. I think he is. I think that's the job that he'll want. He'll want more money. I think they're probably trying to work hard. On getting money for his his pool of coaches, because if you're Dion, look, first of all, if you're Dion, you're rich already. <laughs> so think about what it's going to take to win. You know, now that guy will be the CEO coach, and I. There's nothing wrong with that. I've been talking about this era. You're going to see more of that, um, and he'll be tasked with the responsibility of recruiting using his name to recruit. That's what he brings to the table. So. You got to have good coaches around you to teach the kids, to, to coach the kids, because like, you're doing this other stuff. So you're going to need some money for that staff, and he's going to try to get that pool way up there. Um, that would be, that would, it's going to be interesting if that happens. And I do think it's probably going to happen. I'm kind of, I don't know what to think about that. It, it, initially, it, from an FSU standpoint, initially, for all the schools, the big three, that's that's a bit of a problem. He'll take some kids. Yes, he could take a kid or
1: two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could. And also he could be a transfer destination if a kid's not happy at one of the big...
0: With that, that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to have to transfer Portal the hell out of this thing because he mm-hmm. wants to win quick. And you can do that. Also, it is my understanding that getting kids into USF to play football is a bit like getting kids to go to Louisville and play football. The standards are... Quite a bit easier.
1: Well, I'll go way back to Pierre Paul. Right. Pierre Paul wanted to come here. We couldn't and, get him in here. Yeah. Right, yeah. The dad guy uh, put a comment out there that I saw the Tim Linnefeld tweet too, the dad guy, which is our, our friend Tim. He said, uh, Dion will be the first head coach to choose from a pile of hats as to where he's going. It was a good tweet by Tim. Tim is, uh,
0: is, is in my phone from yesterday as we were having a text exchange, not about that, but rather about music. Which is usually what we test. That or or we just sit around talking to each other about how bad the pirates are.
1: Any good albums coming out? You guys talk about any? New we releases? didn't. We didn't bring that
0: up. We brought okay. up something else entirely. But uh, we were talking about we were, ta- we were talking about uh, a live record that is coming out that we are excited about. But anyhow, that's that's. I'll tell you about it later. I don't want everybody to know about it. <laughs> Screw the
1: band's success. <laughs> I want them to have nominal yeah, success it's to a retain. Joke.
0: I'm kidding!
1: Yeah. It's Jeff Cameron Show
0: 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Network Brett McMurphy has Florida State taking on Oklahoma at the Cheez It Bowl. Now, if you got to play in the Cheez It Bowl, you should play in a, a name opponent.
1: Feels like it has kind of whittled down to Orlando, Jacksonville as two potential destinations. But if North Carolina was to upset Clemson, who the hell knows at that point? That could throw everything right, into right. a dizzy.
0: Yeah, we have to wait for the official stuff to to finish up here and and have a better grasp. But, yeah, I did see – I know we posted that on War Chat. Gene did, noting that Action Network had mentioned today that the Cheez-It Bowl would be the most likely destination, Florida State versus Oklahoma. By the way, Action Network has that as Florida State minus one against Oklahoma. I've watched a good bit of Oklahoma this year, as I want to do, and they can't stop you and me from scoring. So – as long as Florida State gets some stops, this is uh, this is us over on the total, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I hear you, and I totally agree. I'd like to know who exactly for the defense is going to be participating in the bowl. We've got a good news yesterday. Right. If you didn't join us yesterday, that both Jared Verse and Jamie Robinson are going to play. Bit of a stunner. Yeah, but I they're know. both going to play. Yeah. If Fabian Lovett says me too, well, we're in business.
0: Well. It certainly beats the alternative. I would be surprised if that happened, but...
1: I would have been shocked if you told me that one of the three of verse Robinson and Lovett was playing in the bowl game. I would have been stunned if you said one of them will. Really? I would have set the over-under at one half. The, you know, the, the the
0: reason for Florida State going to either the Gator Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, which seem to be the leading candidates, is fairly obvious. Uh, no matter who we play four state fans are going to sell this thing out. It, we haven't been to a bowl in
1: seemingly forever.
0: It feels that way.
1: I was surprised because I'm sure it's happened to you as well. You've gotten mm-hmm. questions about the bowl. Oh, like yeah. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Friends from all parts of the South are saying, hey, do you know a bowl? We're, we're, I'm trying to make plans. They're
0: in. They want to come. To You're the trying game. to make yeah. plans
1: to go to a non-New Year's Six Bowl? Good for us as a fan base. We are not taking it for granted. Congratulations. I think the, uh, the message finally hit home. Well, you know, doing
0: without for a long period of time will wake you up to what you had and uh, and perhaps what you took for granted. So that we've seen this now. I mean, I think Florida, my dad, before he left this past weekend, after we went to the game together, he's like, well, whatever bowl game, I mean, I'll meet you there. I'll plan to meet you there. I was like, well, I mean, he, he didn't care what it is. He's just eager to go to
1: a bowl. How do you feel about Orlando as a bowl destination? Well, you know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> You know I'm not happy. How would I list you on the NFL injury <laughs> report for an Orlando bowl game? I'll go, man. I'll go. I mean, We're going to list you as questionable. No, I'll go. Okay.
0: I'll go. And you know what? We'll try to make the most of it. We'll see the uh, what's the big lake there that everybody seems to be We're in We're going to
1: downgrade him to a doubtful, Director Matthew. <laughs> We're going to go doubtful. <laughs> lake Buena Vista? You want to no. go play LBV golf? That's a good course. You and me, buddy.
0: Okay, I I can do that if we're gonna go, go if we're gonna play golf. I'll, Two strangers
1: from the Midwest. There it is. Yeah, that's how it works in Disney properties.
0: Who's uh? No, what's the name of the giant ass lake? There's a big lake in Orlando that everybody talks about. It's just a freaking lake, but people love it. I can never remember the name of it because I try to stay out of Orlando.
1: Uh, but I pretty much only know the Disney
0: properties. Uh, gi- giant lake, man. <laughs> Come on, people in the chat, tell me the name of the damn lake. You you know the lake.
1: What do you do? It's the big one. You just sit out there and sweat. Like, what's the what's the draw?
0: Uh, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the draw is. I, it's a lake. Lake Yola? No, that ain't it. Somebody'll tell me. There's a. It's not Lake George. There's no oceans over there, so all people are just gonna be nam- naming random lakes out there. Come on, give me the give me the big lake, the lake, really good one. Lake Bell? <laughs> no um (laughs) anyhow i'll go to that we'll go golfing we'll do some amusement park stuff oh buddy get some cotton candy oh won't it be grand okeechobee no nona isn't it nona that's the one nona yeah it's one nona yeah i agree
1: renegade i said buena vista in all caps i agree
0: i think it's nona It's like in the downtown area right the big ass lake in the downtown this is great radio uh yeah nona it's gotta be nona Whenever I bring up sit or- on a
1: dock out there. Whenever
0: I make fun of Orlando, people are like, "But but lake? No no no! Yeah, I'm like, what's a lake?
1: Eola is downtown. It says famous Jameis. Um, I guess we're gonna have to get an education. Maybe we can go to uh, the Chamber of Commerce.
0: I want to go to. Uh, I want to go to the the best golf course in Orlando. If we have to go cover a bowl. Whoa, there's a couple of. Let's go! Yeah, come right. on,
1: let's do this thing. Why don't we go pay our respects to Arnold Palmer? And go to Bay Hill.
0: <laughs> I'd like to go to Bay Hill. Let's play Bay Hill. Let's go. You, you why do I, Why do you say it like it's
1: <laughs> because like of your affinity? The way that you, your say, affinity of of Arnold Palmer.
0: No, you say it like you're gonna go pee on his grave. Like it's like I'm
1: teeing <laughs> you up because that's how you feel about Mr. Palmer. I don't. I f- call him Mr. Palmer. Oh. By the way. <laughs>
0: What is it about Arnold Palmer that everybody does that?
1: Mr. Palmer designed this. Mr. Palmer. Why does there They don't do that with Jack. It's because of the pink sweater that's tied over his shoulders. It's class. It
0: cracks me up. They all do it with him. Oh, well, when Mr. Palmer was here, when, yeah, we've left Mr. Palmer's office exactly
1: as it was. Because he... <laughs> Because he's one of the few men in, in the history of this country that can be both blue-collar and white-collar at the same time.
0: Uh, that's what it is.
1: i I'm just like la-
0: Yes, and no Dad, I hear you. Tom, you can't go to Bay Hill unless Jeff gets tickets from a dead guy. That's my master's story that I've told many times, and my dad would not ask the family at the funeral or the viewing about the
1: about the past, about the yeah, badges, I should say. Dad, I don't need Christmas presents for the next five years. Yeah. Just do this for Just me. Just
0: when you're at the funeral, let's uh, remind everybody that those badges are accounted for. <laughs> they were coming but, my
1: way. You know what? The patience that you had to summon. For that unfortunate event, oh, on multiple man. levels, Maybe it was,
0: appreciated even more. It was paid well, and, and it was paid, paid off, off
1: more than anybody ever should have it pay off.
0: Nobody will. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. I have the best master story. I got to go in the cabin and talk to Jack and his wife in his entire family. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, he did. I know. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so yeah, nobody will. So beat that complete story. the circle.
1: Now we got to yeah. go to the statue with Mister Palmer and take the photo. And we mr Palmer's
0: it. dead we can't take any photo the with statue it. oh the statue
1: sorry the giant statue yeah. it's not big enough I don't think I think it needs to be a larger <laughs> statue of Mr. Palmer but then we could play Bay Hill together that would actually be a blast all right that's the plan we're playing Bay Hill I'll make some calls I'll say I know Mr. Palmer is not there well, you're gonna be blacklisted from Bay I, Hill they'll say oh we know about you I
0: listen you're the one who's bringing up mr. Palmer repeatedly I will just call in some favors. And we will we will be golfing Bay Hill, baby. <laughs> oh my God! I think the best we had a series of really good lobs there, but I have to tell you, leaving Mister Palmer's office as it was is is I, I win that one. That's a good exchange. If
1: you can get a photo inside Mister <laughs> Palmer's office, that'll be your new avatar. The problem on
0: we have if we do this it would be. And for people who listen to this show they would love it. Everybody else would be like, "Why is he standing in, in yeah. Mr. Palmer?" With Palmer's a respectful office? look look at the yeah. respect he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh no, but what would be funny is um if we did it, I that would probably be the last time we'd ever be allowed back because people would then tell them about the joke about our way of speaking about Mr. Palmer with a way that uh, they would see this as disrespectful, I think. Um Although I'm not intending it to be. You're the one who's going after I'm
1: it. I'm just putting it on a tee because you may have you made some comments about Mr. Palmer over the years. We could fix that, though. No, well, one, I, I one said, sacred listen, experience at Bay Hill is no, all fixed.
0: I have no problems really uh, with Mr. Palmer. Uh, I, I, I will just tell you that towards the end of his life, he was a bit of a curmudgeon. And every time I heard him interviewed, I thought, well, this guy is angry. What in the world, Arnie? Get it together. Why so angry? Now, I'm sure that was just he was tired of the media, perhaps. All of the other reports are that he a, was a wonderful human being. So that's, that's where I'll leave it. I think he was a wonderful human being.
1: The king of the handwritten letter. <laughs> what? He replied to everybody who ever wrote to him, every single person.
0: I don't think that's true.
1: King of the Handwritten Letter,
0: which has since been adopted by Peyton Manning. Did you know that, Tom? Thank God. Hour number two forthcoming.